Hey, welcome back to episode two of Be a Better Effing Human. Well, hopefully welcome back. Hopefully you've been here before and you listened to the other ones. If not, go listen to the trailer. Go listen to episode one and uh, then come back to episode two. But either way, welcome. Glad you're here. We're your host. I'm Chris. I'm Derek. And here we are for another episode of Be a Better Effing Human. Episode two. Yes, sir. How's your morning? Oh, well, fuck, we're in the afternoon now. Uh, started out <laughs> nice. Thought we'd jump on this a little bit earlier, but shit didn't happen. How was your trip down to Shelton Town? It was smooth coming out of the country into old uh, Shelton Town in the, the city. concrete jungle? Yeah, the concrete jungle. Crest hood? I made it. Here I am. No bullet holes. Right, there you go. There you go. We're good. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, let's do it. You ready to jump right in? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, what's today's subject. We're gonna talk about a piece of shit named the I seventy killer, the man in the green jacket. Yep, this guy was bad. Bad news, I seventy killer. If you're not familiar with these crimes, uh, basically it was a it was a stretch back in 1992. All these crimes happen, like, you know, basically right off the highway, I-70, or w- within at least a mile or two. Right. Um, you just want, I, I'll break down, uh, like, a quick timeline, and then we can jump into some details. Yeah. All right. So, on April 8th of 1992, let me back out of here real quick. There we go. April 8th of 1992, and... In uh, an Indianapolis, Indiana, payless shoe store, a manager, 26-year-old Robin Faldauer, her body was found in a storage room in the back of the store around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. She had been shot in the back of the head. It was believed that she was shot around 1.30 that afternoon and had been in the store alone all day, April 8th. Then on April 11th, just three days later at a bridal shop in Wichita, Kansas, two women... Patricia Smith, 20 years old, and Patricia Majors, 32 years old. She was the store owner. They were both shot and killed in the store when they stayed late past 6 p.m. waiting on a male customer to come pick up a cummerbund. Again, this was a bridal store. They let the killer in instead. Uh, that I think they thought he was the male coming to pick up the cummerbund. Ended up being the killer, uh, and the two were murdered. The customer actually showed up as the killer was leaving, More on that, some details on that in a little bit. Back to the timeline. Then on April 27th, Michael McCown, 40 years old, he was shot and killed in his mom's ceramic store in Terre Haute, Indiana. McCown was the only man killed during this whole killing spree, and authorities thought that the killer probably thought a woman would be there since the name of the store was Sylvia's Ceramics. So he thought he'd be going in to kill Sylvia, probably. Uh... And also given that Michael had long hair that was pulled back into a ponytail and he was shot from behind, the killer may have thought that it was a woman. Then on May 3rd, 24-year-old Nancy Kitzmiller was shot and killed while working alone at a boot store, Boot Village in St. Charles, Missouri, also near I-70. Then on May 7th, the final murder that they believe to be confirmed to be the I-70 killer took place in Raytown, Missouri. 37-year-old Sarah Blessing was working at her gift shop, Store of Many Colors, when the owner of the video store next door saw a man walk in. Then he heard a pop. Then he saw the man leave. 
he went over to check on Sarah, on Sarah, he found her dead. And then he also, he and another store clerk clerk saw, uh, the man climbing up a hill towards I-70 to get back up on I-70, get away, whatever. Um, so there we go. Like April 8th, boom, that's one. April 11th was two women. So that's three. April 27th, Michael McCone, that's four. Uh, May 3rd, Nancy and St. Charles. Uh, and then May 7th, so what, six? Six, yeah. Yeah. Six six confirmed. Well, they, they're confirming to the I-70 killer. 29 days, 1,681 miles traveled from the start of this massacre to the end of it. I know. Bizarre, right? Indy to Kansas, back to Indiana, back this way to St. Charles, Missouri. Like, just putting miles on I-70 and... And then just vanish. Right, just off the radar, just stopped, which makes you wonder. Like he was there. I don't even know. During these situations, during these killings, like murder was the intent. There was no sexual assault. Yeah, he took whatever little money they had, but you know, I'm assuming that was secondary action. He just wanted to kill. Yeah, you know, and. Yeah. Why, then why did he stop? Did he stop because he got picked up for maybe something else? Mm-hmm. No reason to link DNA to this stuff. And, um, and maybe he's still doing time now. Yeah. Yeah, he could have got picked up for something else. Or killed. Or killed. Which would be nice. But. Well, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a good world, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, man. And yeah, since you said, let's go back to some details. So basically, besides Michael McCone, like these were all like pretty petite women that he just wanted to go in and have a easy, innocent target and kill. Like you said, I mean, I think the most he got was like, I mean, I, I think all of these, bucks. it was like a hundred bucks or less yeah. for all these. Dude. So back to Robin, his first kill or his first confirmed kill. Uh, got her at what time? One something? Yeah, like one thirty. I think she was found around two thirty, three o'clock. There all day. I mean, people yeah. like there's record of people were just like they did they assumed someone just left the store open. They were walking out with shoes, just grabbing goes, you know, no yeah. one there. Palitz just got robbed all day on top of all this shit. Yeah. You know, and then that damn uh eyewitness over in Wichita, like he apparently the the killer saw the eyewitness and tried to get him to come in inside to go to the back room. And mm-hmm. the dude got spooked and he fucking fled. You know, he could have been, you know, at the time, what is that? He would have been number four at the time. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, didn't he he told him hey, come in the back. He was talking to him through the door, like, come on in, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and he was. He, he said, spooked. "Hell no!" Took yeah, off. Fucking yeah, instinct, fight over flight. Yeah, or flight, I guess this time. Yeah, if he'd have went in, he'd have been the next victim for sure. You know, so these go on. This goes on for twenty nine days and just vanish. It, um, you know, it, it. I don't know that we they've ever actually came out and said they had a true suspect. There was a couple, like. 
things that went down that led them towards a few individuals. Uh, I think the one that comes off the, off uh, the top is Donald Waterhouse. Now, this guy, he's from Tennessee. And in February, February 19th, I think, 1992, he loses his shit, kills both of his parents, and then flees. Um, they ended up picking him up in October 92, and he was arrested for murder, but... From the time he left in February, he headed towards uh, St. Louis. He a truck could have broke down. I don't know, but they found it ab- abandoned in East St. Louis, right by I seventy. Wow. Okay, so that's February nineteenth. Now, fast forward, you know, just not March, even, April. Yeah, not even two months later is when the first victim starts popping off. Um, I, I, I tried looking for like actual footage or photographs or the booking photographs of that Donald Waterhouse, but like I couldn't find anything that like pointed to him and it showed his foot uh his his face. I didn't see him. Was it even close to like you the know, uh, sketch? I, I they don't even talk description. I mean everywhere you look it, it shows you the damn sketch of the I seventy killer and that's it. Somehow they just linked his name to this and you know anything you look up uh keeps showing you the the damn sketch artist of the I seventy. You know, and then uh, after that, I don't know, man. You know, there were some uh, murders that popped up down in Texas in 93 through 94. Uh, two murdered, one attempted murder, thought um, thought he had killed this woman. Same kind of MO, small little shops in strip malls, you know, uh, shots to the back of the head, 22 caliber. Um Midwest mm-hmm. authorities tried to link the killings in Texas in 93 and 94 to it, but Texas kind of shut it down because the, where the MO was kind of the same, and yes, the 22 was used, it was a different gun in each killing where this right. gentleman uh, suspect on the I-70, he used the same gun. Same gun same every time. Same caliber, uh, copper copper castings, uh, lead bullets but the texas ones they weren't the same it was a different gun every time yes 22 but it didn't match to what was in missouri so it kind of got written off and mm-hmm. then and then fast forward now in 2001 back in Terre Haute, just around the corner where michael was killed this 70 liquor store the seventh and 70 liquor store uh which they actually have footage of this Gentleman comes in. He's kind of got the same kind of description. He's about 5'7 to 5'9. Lanky, 120-pound scumbag. Kind of blonde, reddish hair. They said he had saggy eyelids. Uh, Yeah, lazy. Lazy eyes. Yeah, yeah. Just look fucking high. Like, we all know these people who, maybe they're not, but they look it. Right. Um, And same deal. He he takes the money. Gets the clerk to go to the back. Bozeman, I think his name was. Billy Bozeman. To the back of the room. Uh, one in the back of the head. And fled. You know. Uh, and this one, we have footage of this. That guy still was never caught. Unbelievable. You know. Uh, just these pieces of shit just keep getting away with this. So, I don't know. I don't know. I know a task force was assembled in uh, 2021 in St. Charles. And uh, yep. there's St. Charles, Missouri. Yes, yeah. Um, and they're still uh, they're still looking for this fuck. Yeah. In fact, 
I think it was like 2021 they reopened it. Yeah, yeah. That's when they started yeah. the new task force. Yeah. Uh, trying to link uh, the three uh, states together and see what they could uh, pan out. Uh, to this day, this guy's not been caught. You know, he could be your fucking neighbor. Yeah. You know, they and they have these sketches now, you know, like where he's showing him anywhere between 50 to 70 years old. Because at the time of the murders, 20, 20 to 30s. You know, and we're on what thirty-one years since since the start of it. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's nuts. I mean, if you think about it, you know, it, it, it's not like he had to leave any DNA behind because, as far as we know, there was no sexual assault or anything like that for him to leave DNA behind. He just he walks in. Maybe he's got gloves. He's got a gun. He tells him to get down. He shoots him in the head. Well, I doubt he had gloves. This fucker wouldn't even wear a mask. Like, this guy was so bold, he didn't even bother with a mask. You know, and same with that killing in uh, 2001. Guy did the same bullshit, no mask. It's not a hard concept. Cover your fucking face. But they still ain't caught him. No, no, no. By the, uh, this guy's (laughs) lucky. I don't know what it is. Man. You know, and I'm not saying the 21, 2001 killer is the same as the 1992 killer, you know? Um, and I don't know, you know, there's been a lot of people calling in, uh, writing into these task force, you know, like saying, okay, well, my dad was a truck driver. He kind of serviced those same areas. It can place him in Texas in 93, 94 in each state in 92. But mm-hmm. I, I just don't think it could be a truck driver. Like this guy, you, you're not getting away in a big rig. No. You know, no. Like, and that's going to stand out. You know, even down to the last murder on uh, the 7th of May, where the eyewitness saw him running across the highway over the overpass. Yep. You know, and then taking off from there. You know, you, you just seen a big rig firing up. You know. I wonder if maybe within a couple miles there was a truck stop and he was running back to the truck stop to get in his truck and take off. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but there's no been no accounts like cuz cuz this guy's been seen, you know, uh and there's no accounts of big big rigs. No. No. So I I don't know. I like the idea. It would make sense given the path. You know, he could have just been a regional driver. Yeah. And, you know, had a bloodlust. Yeah. And maybe he scratched that itch and was able to just stop. I, I fucking doubt it. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Guys, I, I don't know if that you think that. I, I don't know, man. I mean, look at the Zodiac. Like, out of nowhere, just stopped. Mm-hmm. Like, some people are capable. There's a fucking Kevin Costner movie. Phenomenal film called uh, Mr. Banks. Haven't seen that. No? Okay. So, it's uh, underrated completely. It's a check out. Everybody out there, watch it. It's about a serial killer. Who like curbs his appetite using a an AA program? What? Yeah, and then he kind of like falls off the wagon, and somebody catches him killing somebody, and that person is he's intrigued, and he wants to know how to do it. He wants he wants to be trained. He wants to be the protege. So now Mr. Banks is coming out of retirement to teach this fucking clown, and there's more to it, you know, but. Is Mr. Banks Kevin Costner? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Fucking man, one and only. Wow. You know? Goddamn uh, Yellowstone. 
I got to see this. Yeah. What? It's just called Mr. Banks? Mr. Banks, yeah. But, but it, again, it's about a killer that was able to curb his appetite as long as he could by using the 12-step program. I'll be damned. It's fucking genius. You know, There's but your so, homework, folks. Go watch Mr. Banks. Yeah, check we'll out be talking Mr. Banks. About it. <laughs> uh, so it, it leads me to like, did this guy just pop off six people? And then that was it. His itch was there. Maybe he realized he didn't have a fucking passion for it. Maybe he realized that wasn't for him. You know, maybe he got into something else. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. It's it, makes, it makes you wonder, you know. There's plenty of stories on truck drivers, though, that uh, they say that's the... What was that one story? It was the the best profession to get into if you're a serial killer or, or a fucking human trafficker. Uh, or yeah, well, you know. yeah, they uh, they'll basically you know kidnap and before you know it, they're across the country and whatever. Right. But yeah, no, no, uh, a lot of good stories of truck drivers out there. Our truck drivers, right. <laughs> Keeping America running. That's it. They used to be known as the princes of the highway. <laughs> I have never referred to them as that. What? No. Dude, come on. 60s, 70s, obviously before my time. Like, if you were stuck on the side of the highway, dude, one of the princes of the road. Er, er, pick you up. Help you out. No. Yeah, I mean, I don't trust anybody nowadays. Jesus Christ. I never had a truck driver help me out. Yeah, well, hopefully one day. On that, folks, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, we are back. Thanks for listening to that info on our sponsors. Lack thereof. <laughs> Uh, all right, so. All right. Well, that's what we know about this. Uh, we're not going to call him a killer. He's the I-70 coward. Coward. Piece of shit. Fucking hiding in the dark. Leave a signature or something. Or come visit us. Go back on I-70. Come back to St. Louis Mo. We're close to 70. Come see us. That's it. Now, that dude's a <laughs> fucking coward, but you know who's not? Tonight? Tell us. Oh, well, our, our vet we're going to salute. This Sweet. bad motherfucker, Terry Bagler, Baltimore, Maryland. Let me tell you what this guy did. 70 years old. He's out walking. Here's a fucking boom. House explodes. Jesus. Does it rattle him? Fuck no. No. He goes and investigates. He hears people screaming. He burrows his way inside this house. He pulls out a 48-year-old woman and her teenage daughter. Wow. Yeah. Fucking instincts kicked in. They they interviewed him and he said, well, I guess my instincts kicked in. People needed help and I'm help. <laughs> that's phenomenal. Dude, that gives me goosebumps. It's Hollywood written <laughs> script shit. They needed help and God damn it, I'm help. That is awesome. So he drags them out. House does collapse on the old guy. Couple broken bones and a minor coma later. He's doing great. Just, just a bad motherfucker. That is awesome. You said he's a 70-year-old Marine vet, That's right? That's right. America, fuck oh. yeah. <laughs> Hoorah. here to save the motherfucking day. Hoorah, Semper Fi, do or die. Yeah, so. Love so, that guy. Yeah, yeah, on a lighter side of it, yeah. 
we always have people like Terry out there to help. And he uh, he did suffer some stuff. He had to recover, but I think he's doing okay now, right? Yeah, yeah. A couple broken bones. Again, he was in a coma for a bit, but he's out. He's good to go. It's awesome. Fucking Thanks, Terry. Thank you, thank you for your bravery, sir. Don't be like this I-70 coward piece of shit. Be more like Terry. Be a better fucking human. Yes. And I think, uh, what do you think, man? You ready to end on that? Yeah, I think we can wrap it up. Thanks for uh, listening to episode two. Thank you very much. Hope to see you next week. Episode three. Tune in.